Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here we talk about the connection between creativity and healing, and how we are creative, and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally. Join us now. Hi everyone, Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing, and today I have with me Dr. Manette Ryordan. Dr. Manette is a risk taker, a curiosity seeker who loves jumping feet first into business building and art making. Her mantra is, how hard can it be? Modern day Renaissance woman Manette is an artist, writer, award-winning entrepreneur, and advocate for creativity as essential to the well-being of all people and our planet. She has built several successful businesses and published three books, including her bestseller, The Artful Marketer. Manette is the creator of The Creative Compass, a simple and effective transformational tool for helping others to activate their creativity and map their purpose. She believes that when we are all working in our highest and best creative genius, we can solve all the world's problems. I love that. Welcome, Manette. Thanks for having me. It's great to see you. Yes, you too. Um, thank you for being part of our summits as well. And uh, I just love the work that you do. And I mean, you're right on brand for us, of course. <laughs> so for those who don't know you, can you share some of your story and the path that's brought you to where you are today? Yeah, it's um, that's such a big question. It's already always challenging to know where to start. But what I'm feeling called to share about where to start is flashback probably 15, 17 years ago to walking into a Barnes and Noble in Plano, Texas, where I was living at the time with my kids, I'm sure, who were young and discovering my first mandala coloring book. It was the most beautiful book that the first part would had all these illustrated, gorgeous history of what a mandala was. And then the back half was these coloring pages. And it literally was one of those books that leapt off the shelf at me. So I bought the book, I brought it home and I would sit on the sofa with my two at the time, young children who are now 23 and 20. And we would color mandalas and watch Food Network. They loved Emerald Lagasse. And so we would sit on a Sunday afternoon and color together. And for me, something magical happened when I started coloring those mandalas that kind of brought all my different threads of creativity and spirituality together. And then I put them inside. I fell in love with Zentangle and Soul Collage and mixed media art journaling and all the art things but I knew they were important. And when I started my business coaching practice, I had my son, who's an amazing creative himself, digitally design mandalas to use in my business coaching program. And they keep reappearing in different ways. And we're working on some new products and fun projects, bringing mandalas back. And I think so often, the reason I tell that story is because I think so often the things that we do that feel easy and effortless, we don't value. And I love to make art and sometimes I just need to color. I've become a much better artist than I was 17 years ago through lots of practice. And still sometimes I don't wanna have to think about what colors to use or what am I gonna create or what's the topic or the subject or I don't always wanna be doing the deep interpersonal work. Sometimes I just wanna relax and sit quietly and mandalas always come back. And my son and I have been having this conversation around the word mandala. And he was told by his university teachers that using the word mandala is cultural appropriation. 
And so we've been in deep, agreed. Yes. I'm like, mm, yeah, yes. And no, it's, it's now used in the common vernacular. And yet we've agreed to not use the term mandala anymore in, in our programs, in the naming of things, but to really talk about sacred circles. And I was sharing that with one of my friends and she's like, it's everything that you do is all about sacred circles, including the mandalas, including my collage work, including my Zen tingle work. And so I think that on my own artistic journey, it's been about looking for the threads and coming back to center where I, like all creatives, get pulled very easily by bright, shiny new supplies and bright, shiny ideas. But when it comes back to my own personal spiritual and creative practice, I need the thing that centers me. And often Zentangle and mandalas are the thing that bring me back. I became a certified Zentangle teacher in 2014, and I've never stopped tangling. And for me to do anything for that long is kind of miraculous. And so I would encourage people to look for the threads of the things they love. So even when we get pulled away creatively by new ideas and processes, and we love buying all the supplies, I hear over and over again, how often we buy all the supplies and then we don't use them and they sit. And so I've also really worked hard since I just recently moved cross country to cull my supplies down to the essence of what I love to create with. And it's made everything easier, both from the subject matter, the material space, but it's, I think finding, where am I going with this? It's like, it's like, it's that piece about looking for the threads that to me pull personal practice and creative practice together that support me on my own creative journey that become the foundation. And I can still explore from there, but I love having a place to return to that feels simple and feels like home. Does that make sense? It it absolutely makes sense because it's true as, as a creative often get pulled off with the next shiny, you know, (laughs) I am always like, Oh, let's do this. Oh, let's do this. And I have a, Uh, art room full of supplies that uh, many do not get used. I know what I love to do and I use those and I have to get more. Um, So you're absolutely right. And, and paying attention to that, to what, what we truly love. And uh, I I love the idea because it's true what you do, the sacred circles, right? So yes, a mandala is a sacred circle, but your community, your programs, all of that are are sacred circles, right? Every time Mm -hmm. you meet with people, um, is a sacred circle. And I just, I love that idea of, um, bringing it back to the very essence of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. And so, I mean, healing with creativity is what you do, but what does that mean to you? Yeah, that's, it's so interesting. Um, I think it, the healing happens on so many levels when we reconnect to our creativity And I find that so few of us are lucky enough to have creativity be a through line across our lives and that we often get disconnected from our creativity due to creativity scars, due to things that, you know, we're told that it doesn't have value. You can't make a living at it. So don't pursue it. I was talking to a woman this weekend at a retreat I was part of, you know, and she in high school took one of those tests 
to see what her skills were. And it was either art or computer science. And she chose computer science because she knew she could make a living at it, even though in her heart of hearts, she's an artist. And we all have those experiences. For me, I went a literature teaching and then entrepreneur path. And I was not making art for two or three decades, really, even though I made a ton of art as a child, but all through college, grad school, my creativity went a different path. And Zentangle was truly the thing that brought me back to my own creativity, followed by the mandala work and soul collage and collage. But where I sit personally around healing and creativity is I find that doing the visual work is the best way to access our unconscious. Other people might prefer talk therapy or meditation. I suck at sitting still in meditation. I love talk therapy. I'm not knocking it at all. But I have found that there's nothing like creative process that is intuitive and knows no bounds to help us get out of our thinking heads. I don't know about you, but I spend way too much time in my thinking head and reconnect me to my heart, to my gut, and that the images speak to us in amazing ways and that they reveal the stories that are waiting to be brought to the surface, to be told, to be healed, to be released, to be shared with the world. So for me, I would even change healing with creativity to healing with creative process because it's the process and letting go of our need to create a product with our creativity that for me was a life-changing practice, learning to do painting meditation where I paint over the same canvas again and again and again, where I learned to let go of my attachment to needing to create something beautiful and instead to focus in on something meaningful. And when I focus in on the process and the meaning, whole worlds open up for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I talk about a lot, right? It's not about that finished product. It's about the process and it's about expression yeah. Yeah. And, and how are you expressing yourself on the paper, on the canvas, in your garden, in your kitchen? How are you expressing yourself? Right. Cause creativity yeah. is in everything. Yeah. And, and so, yes, it's all about, I love that idea of the, you know, creative process as opposed mm-hmm. to creativity. Um, because that's really what it's about. That's really what it's about. And it is. And it's why I love all kinds of creative process, but I would say in particular, the, the form of the sacred circle, the coloring in the shapes of a mandala, like art therapy um, studies, psychotherapy studies have shown that there's something about the, the sacred circle that when we color in the form, that it actually is more relaxing than if we were given a blank page, which can be super (laughs) stress inducing for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But that, you know, when we're just focused in the moment and our hands are busy, our hearts and minds are free to roam. It is an amazing tool for problem solving. It's an amazing tool for connecting to how am I feeling now? Let me pour the emotions and the feelings onto the page in any particular structure that supports you. So abstract work. I love intuitive collage. I find intuitive collage to be such a powerful way, like soul collage or journey circles work to be such a powerful way to connect to that unconscious story within that is just longing to be released and that we cannot think our way through healing. 
we have to feel our way through healing. And for me personally, and the work I do with my clients is about learning to allow the feelings to surface in a safe way and a visual way that words will never get us there, right? That words, you know, we can't do words first. And so there's something for me when I think about healing as creativity, it's allowing color and image to be the voice first, and then we can find our way through to the words and the releasing. And I absolutely agree with that because when you think about um, our language and then how we have learned to express or have learned not to express in language, um, we're very limited in how we can express our emotions, right? Um, Usually, depending on who you talk to, five to seven core emotions and you know, and the, and that's it. And, but it's so much deeper than that. There's so many more levels. There's so many more emotions uh, or levels of emotions maybe. And so when you can express in creativity, it allows you to let that out and then start to form the words that go with it or, you know, the thoughts that need to go with it. Yeah. 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 yeah I love that. Like, I mean, just looking at, I love the paintings behind you every time we're on a call. I just am so pulled in and there's so much depth and emotion and energy, so much calming blue and swirling emotion in the, in the art behind you that really, I don't know what the intention was when they were painted. Those are all by you, correct? That's all yes, your yes, art? They yeah. Are. yeah. And, you know, I can feel how much um, there is beneath that. And I think that we undervalue, right? And well, I shouldn't say that. I should say that it takes a little bit of work to understand your own creative process, right? To to sometimes we're painting through emotions. We may not know what the emotion is. We may not have a name for it or an ex, you know, um a, a way to talk about it in words, but we can move the energy up out of our bodies and onto the canvas, even if we're painting a pretty sunflower. Yeah. We're painting in joy, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that the more I allow to whatever to happen on the canvas, yeah, um, the happier I am with the piece yes. because it's an expression as opposed to trying to force something to happen. And I think that's one of the reasons that I love abstract is because it just needs to flow out of me. I, 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 I get stuck with the, what is it going to look like? So I, I have to let that go. Yeah. And some, some pieces, it's just like, okay, well, that's what it needed to look like. That's going to be painted over and other pieces like, oh, that's what it needed to look like. Okay, great. You know? And so. I think that it's magical to, to paint over canvases. I paint over mine all the time, right? Canvases, one is expensive, but two, there's an amazing, I think, one, we create rich layers and depth, the more layers we add to a canvas. But I also think it's like, it's part of our own emotional growth process is to let go. We don't have to hold on to it and we don't have to try to fix it, Larissa, when it's something we don't like. But if we just go in and paint over it, I remember a few years ago when the Me Too movement hit, I had so much rage and anger and sorrow and it all got painted on to a canvas and it was not a canvas I wanted or needed 
to keep. And now it has this gorgeous wolf howling at the moon on top of it. So it still has the essence of the emotion that was underneath, but in something that I'm really proud of and happy to share and want to look at, right? But it's still, you can feel the intensity of the emotion underneath that. And I think that's part of that painting practice. Uh, it's really fun to paint over canvases until they can't be painted over anymore until for me personally, they tell me they're complete. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the, th the things that I know a lot of artists struggle with is when is it complete, right? Yes. Yeah. Because you have to feel that. And especially as an abstract artist, I have to say, like, you have to feel the, the doneness of it. Yes. And, and, and that might change, you know, uh, a year down the road, a week later, whatever it is, and just allowing that to be okay, right? To be yeah, okay. it doesn't have to be done in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a lot of canvases that sit for quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> me, too, me too. And it was part yeah. of my journey to not push to finish, right? I'm super high achieving, like I want to get it done and move on to the next one. And what I learned was that if I would have multiple canvases going at the same time that I could shift to working on, it relieved that need to finish anything. And I still do love to finish things. I love finished projects. I don't like unfinished projects leaning over me, but there's a difference between a finished product and creative process. And when I'm in creative process, it's fun to have multiple things going. And then I don't create mud. I don't get frustrated. I don't think it's ugly because I put a layer on, I let it dry and I work on something else. And then I return to it. And sometimes it takes a week and sometimes it takes hours. Sometimes I sit, my, my studio is on the other side of my basement down here and I can, you know, see a painting sitting on my easel over there. And I'll look up during a coaching session and go, oh, it needs da da da. And I just make a note and go back to it later. But I think the giving ourselves permission to play with our own process also gives us permission to allow healing to take as long as it needs to take. Yes. Yes. Cause healing is not one of those one and done things. No, I talk about this a lot. You don't just like do this and Oh, I'm over that now. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a process and eventually you, you realize it has no more um, hold on you and yes. then it's like, oh, okay. That little piece is healed. Yeah but there's always more. <laughs> there's always more. You think it's done and it's never done, which it's is never. kind of that. That's the point of being here if it's done. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause we're always growing and evolving and we're always in, you know, I was, um, I attended this beautiful, beautiful retreat this past weekend and, uh, you know, it was one of those things that was talked about was how, when we're on a healing journey, as well as a creative journey, we never fall back to the beginning. We never fall back to the level of where we were before a period of healing, but we fall back to the level of the current healing. And so there's always progress being made. And sometimes it's hard to see that, which is why for me, the creative process is so powerful because we actually get to return to what we created and say, okay, here's where I was the last time I had to look at my issues with my mother, my father, my sister, my husband, whatever. And to notice that, oh, there's not as much depth of pain and suffering there. There's not as much depth of sorrow or grief. It's not complete. There's not as much to do. And so healing lightens, I think, as we go along, but it definitely never stops or completes. We're human. We're constantly evolving and growing and learning. Let's hope we are. Let's hope we are. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, let me speak for myself. I yes. am. I, am I would love to be done with all the personal development at some level. And then I'm like, but no, then, you know, yeah. I know. Then what's the point? Then what's yeah. the point? I, that's what I say too. It's like, oh my goodness, I wish I was just done with this. And then it's yes. like, but then what? Then yeah. what? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much. Uh, is there any final words you'd like to add that something we maybe haven't touched on? No, just thank you. Feeling deep gratitude for being um, ongoingly in this conversation with you and having a space to talk about healing and creativity. So just super grateful that you've created so many amazing opportunities for those of us who are doing this work to come together and share. That is core value for me is the collaborative um, and, and helping each other um, be our best selves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sacred circles. And we will have your links uh, to your website. You have a free gift, a three-part video series, Paint Your Way to Self-Confidence. So we'll make sure that link is there for our listeners as well. And again, thank you so much for, for being here and sharing your wisdom. Yeah, thank you for having me. To our listeners, we will see you again next time. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening. If you found our podcast of interest, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you listen in.